Hey friends, and welcome to Her Soul, a safe space where we discuss all things God, self-love, and peace of mind. I'm your host, Camille Allison, and my goal is to encourage you in your everyday walk so that you can live in the freedom that God promises you. It's that Christian girl talk you need in your life. So grab your journal, favorite pen, a cup of coffee, and let's get into the show. Hey y'all, welcome back to the show. Welcome in to this week's episode of Her Soul. I have not said that in so long, y'all. It's been a few weeks, but literally this I'm ap- I'm wrapping up my first semester of seminary. So, um I expected that there was going to be a lot of work, but I think I underestimated exactly how much work was actually going to be required of me. So, that's why you guys haven't heard from me. I've been uh putting my head in the books, trying to get all these papers and all these assignments in. And then on top of that, taking care of this little family. So pardon me, but we are back. And um, I don't know if you guys are already receiving the newsletter, then you already know that the Hersel newsletter is out for the month of May. And specifically for the month of May, I wanted to use this as a time to target some of those things that have kind of stopped us from moving forward in life, some mental things that may be blocking us. And so we're going to kick off this month with a study, not really a study, but just a small little synopsis and breakdown of Ephesians chapter four, verses 23, 22 through 24. And I'm going to dissect this passage a little bit. And I hope help you be able to see how this might apply to your own life. But before we get into that, I already told you guys that the newsletter was out. I wanted to also say that a quick Her Soul Journal update, we are finally, finally, thank you, Jesus, in the final stages of testing. And so things are wrapping up. I've finalized some of the designs. I have decided to offer three different colors. So all of that stuff will be out here very, very shortly. Literally, we're on the last stages and I'm very, very excited for that. Um, Yeah, but I feel as though there's so much to life that we just miss out on. And I want to make sure that I say this correctly. I feel like there's so much to life that we miss out on because we are confined by our own self-imposed limitations. And when I say that, I mean, you know, our past regrets, you know, certain traumas that have kept us bound, um, past relationships that have influenced us. I feel like we keep ourselves trapped in the people that we were at that certain time and moving forward, it's hard for us to kind of reach and grab and expand into who we are actually supposed to be, right? But God gave us the opportunity to be renewed, okay? And that is the key word for this week's episode, renewed. He gave us the opportunity to be renewed and what we're required to do is just simply accept his invitation. Uh, I already mentioned our anchor verse is coming from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 through 24. You can uh, open your Bibles, open up your Bible app and read along with me if you'd like, but I'm going to go ahead and read it for you. So it says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. 
We know that the book of Ephesians was written by Paul um, to the church at Ephesus. And this particular letter highlighted a few key things, you know, unity, um, living, Christian living, being united as a body of Christ. This particular chapter and passage is taken from a portion of the letter, which is talking about Christian living and our Christian values and our Christian way of life. So that's a little bit of background on uh, where Paul was coming from, right? And really this portion or the whole entire letter actually is offering encouragement to these believers um, in Ephesus, but really we can take away some of the same things that they took away from it. So let's take a closer look at the analogy. So in this passage, Paul uses the analogy of changing clothes, right? Something that just seems so simple, so relatable, so easy to understand. The scripture tells us to take off of our, or take off our old self, right? So our old self, these are the clothes that are old. They're out of season. They're off trend, right? They're embarrassing to wear out in public. They're not flattering whatsoever. It's like, you know, the bottom of the pile. The scripture tells us that the old self or those old clothes are decaying us. They're withering us. They are corrupting us, right? And then Paul tells us, go ahead and put on the new self. So the new self or our new clothes are, you know, these are our brand new clothes. They are luxury. They are in season. They're on trend. You know, when you put these clothes on, you feel elevated. Um, they fit perfectly. And when you wear these clothes, you are filled with confidence. I mean, literally, these are like your favorite outfit, the one that you know is going to hit every single time. And this is what comes when we embrace the true freedom that God has given us. When we embrace that true call in our life that tells us to break free of these things that are keeping us bound, that have nothing to do with the promise that God has instilled for us, right? So let's, let's talk a little bit more about the old. And I did like a little word study on this passage. And then I looked at some commentaries in Matthew Henry's commentary. I used for a lot of my studies. He really spoke, um, so a lot of wisdom that I'm going to share with you guys. Uh, so in regards to the old self, right? Um, we see in the passage where Paul says to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. And so deceitful desires or deceitful lusts, these are our sinful inclinations, right? These are things that we think are going to give us lasting pleasure, but in all actuality, it's just short-term pleasure. So for example, the, the first one that came to my mind for um, if you use alcohol or drugs to kind of subdue any pain that you have, right? You're using it as a way to cope with whatever stresses or traumas it is that you're dealing with in life. And for that moment, you're, you know, you're feeling good, Right. But once you come down off of that high or once you come out of that drunken state, you're right back at square one and you still haven't dealt with the initial issue, right? So this is what um, our old self is composed of, right? And I'm not talking just about drinking and drugs. I'm talking about any sinful thing, any lustful thing that isn't meant for us to experience or to deal with, right? These are the things that promise happiness, but actually end up leaving us more miserable. And if we don't handle it, or if we just don't stop it in its tracks altogether, 
it's only going to lead us to further destruction. And I think of this because, you know, I, I've taken care of a fair number of withdrawal patients, patients withdrawing from all kinds of things, alcohol, cocaine, heroin, whatever it is, you name it. And when I sit down and talk with my patients and if they're willing and open to share a lot of those bad habits, so they're in the hospital dealing with withdrawal or whatever bad effects have come from drinking their alcohol. But in talking to them, I've learned that a lot of those, a lot of what they're going through now stemmed from the initial decision. I I need to drink or I need to do drugs in order to soothe this pain. So it won't hurt so bad. Right. And then it did feel good and you did feel better, but it wore off. So I needed to go back and do it again instead of actually, instead of them actually ever taking the time to deal with the thing that needed to be dealt with. I hope I'm making sense, but, um, it only led them to further destruction. Now they're full blown, full blown alcoholics or full, full blown drug addicts. And one, one thing I've learned with taking care of people who suffer with addiction, their whole state of mind, the way that they think is completely different. And it takes so much time. It's not enough to just say stop the drinking or stop the drugs. It, it takes literally a rewiring of their brain and the way that they think about things in order to truly transform them, in order for them to truly break addiction. And I'm not saying that it can't be done because it absolutely can. This even applies to people who are that far down the road, that deep into sin, right? God has given us this new self so graciously and it's, he doesn't limit who can receive it. It doesn't matter how deep in the sin you are, it's offered to each of us. So then let's talk about what actually is this new, this new self, right? What can we expect by putting on a new self? So this is essentially a new person operating with a new set of morals, a new set of values, a new set of traits. You have a new mindset and there is a freshness about you that cannot be disputed, right? People notice that there's just something different about you. You look lighter. You look happier. You look less worried. There's not a lot of stress sitting on your back, right? You definitely are not bound by the past. You're not bound by any of those self-imposed limitations like we talked about at the start of the episode. And you have rid yourself of those old clothes. You don't define yourself by what it is that you used to wear. You know what it is you used to wear. You're very aware of the old life you used to lead, but it does not define you because you have accepted these new clothes that God has given to us by grace, only by his love and grace. And I think a lot of what holds people back from stepping into this freedom, myself included, is sometimes I think we underestimate God's true power. We underestimate you know, living a life for God. We feel like we might li- miss out on something. You know, we feel like maybe we won't be truly fulfilled. We feel like maybe the thing that it is that we used to partake in is going to offer us more satisfaction, more happiness, and more joy than this unknown sort of space, right? But not to say that it doesn't require work, but our first step to get to the place that we need to be is to just accept God's hand in this, accept this invitation. So that moves us into how do we get to this new self and how do we maintain it? Because ultimately, this is where we want to be, y'all. 
Like we don't want to be stuck constantly in this cycle of dealing with the same foolishness that we've always dealt with. Like what is life if we aren't growing, if we aren't progressing, right? And the core of what I'm talking about in the core of this passage is speaking to spiritual renewal. Remember that keyword from the beginning, the opportunity to be renewed. This is talking about a renewing of our spirits and minds as seen in verse 23. So what does that even mean? What is that? Number one, you got to understand that the process of renewal is lifelong. We are constantly being transformed. We are constantly being molded and shaped, um, guided, directed, shown lessons. It also isn't a perfect process because sometimes we in our human selves think we know a little bit more than God. We sometimes don't trust him to the extent that we need to. And so this journey often involves setbacks and there's nothing wrong with that as long as we can get back on track, right? Um, we know that the one fueling this process is um, the Holy Spirit and him alone. God has blessed us with this opportunity, but he knows that we are weak in our flesh to fully see it through. So the process of renewal um, is done by God's grace. Okay. We are transformed into who we are called to be because God is with us and he is allowing it to happen. Um, I wanted to reference. So how we maintain it, basically there has to be this inside out transformation. And I wanted to reference Matthew Henry's words exactly as he put it in his commentary. So he says, the principles, habits, and dispositions of the soul must be changed before there can be a saving change of the life. Y'all, sometimes, have you ever just read something, whether it's in your Bible or in a book you were reading, and it just really spoke to your spirit and you couldn't do anything else but just sit there and hold it for a minute? Like literally when I read this, that's exactly what happened to me. The principles, habits, and dispositions of the soul. So if you and your old self and your former way of life are living with these corrupt habits and principles, living a sinful life, right? Those sins and that are now ingrained in your spirit, ingrained into your being, that must first be changed in order for there to be an outward transformation. You have to start with the mind, fix some of the things that are causing you to always go back into this former way of living, right? To go back to those old, ugly clothes. Why? Let's think about that. What's making us do this? We got to fix that because then once we fix the way we're thinking about things, then our bodies, our actions fall into line. They fall into place, right? We can look to the scripture, right? And it tells us exactly how we're to get into these new clothes, right? Or how we're supposed to start operating in this better life that God has given us. One that says, take off the old stuff. And we already kind of dissected what that's going to take, right? Take off that old stuff. Number two, you're going to put on the new clothes and receive all that comes with it. Matthew Henry also said that it's not enough to stop doing the bad things. Now you have to actually embrace the righteousness, right? It has to become written on your heart and you have to learn how to do right how to be good, how not to sin. 
And I know in this culture, I feel like that kind of, this kind of talk we're having is not very popular because it seems as if we're somehow imposing. It seems as if I'm imposing on your freedoms or your liberties, but I'm not. I'm telling you exactly what the scripture is outlining for us. If you want to operate in this new life, this new transformation, this freedom that isn't bogged down by heaviness that God has graciously given to us, this is how you do it. And then the third thing is you have to choose to live um, in righteousness. Number one, that's what the scripture says. And what is righteousness? It is equity of character or act. So basically what I said before is just wanting and doing right, right? And then you also have to live in holiness. And this, um, according to the scripture, is living um, in purity from defilement. So living a life that is undefiled and unmarred by uh, sin. And this process, while it's easily scripted out and it starts with our uh, acceptance of the invitation, it's not to be taken lightly because my goodness, this is work. You know, it's not an easy one, two, three fix as we love to have. It's not a quick uh, three-step fix. It just isn't. It's a lifelong process and you might not get it right away. But if there's any hope that I can offer you is that if you see just a, the smallest bit of improvement, the smallest change within yourself, that alone is hope enough to keep going. And that's how I look at it for myself. I don't see the full transformation yet. And I, I probably never will because there's always something that can be transformed. But what I do hold on to and what does keep me going is when I can say, wow, Camille, you are not the same person from last year. And I do this a lot when I go back and look at my prayer journals and I have a hard time reading my old prayer journals. I really do because I hate to see myself sometimes um, not in the best light, but it's such uh, an amazing feeling. When I do read it and I see that person who was bogged down, who was full of turmoil and the person that I am today. And while it's not a hundred percent fixed or I'm not a hundred percent perfect, I'm a thousand times better than I was before. And for that, I say, thank you, Lord. And it gives me hope to keep going and to continue in this process of renewing my mind and my spirit. I wanted really quickly, before we close out this episode, I wanted to read to you what Matthew Henry said about the new man. I thought this was really profound. He said, the new man is created out of confusion and emptiness. And to me, this meant when you're just at your rock bottom, right? So the new man is created out of confusion and emptiness by God's almighty power. The loss of God's image upon the soul was both the sinfulness and misery of man's fallen state. And that resemblance which it bears to God is the beauty, the glory, and the happiness of the new creature. So essentially, the beauty in this whole thing can be found in the fact that God has redeemed you, right? You are not defined, held back by those things of your past. You know, from the very first book of the Bible, Genesis God talks about how he created man in his own image. And unfortunately, the image, the beauty of that image got lost. It got marred. It got stepped on and destroyed by sin. But 
what we can um, hold on to, the thing that keeps us going is that now the beauty is reinstated. We can still see the beauty of God's image in our own lives. You know, his original, his original intention for humanity is still played out. And the beauty of that is still present because he offers us this renewal. And this is what Matthew Henry is talking about, right? This is the beauty, the glory, and the happiness of the new creature through this renewal. It's offered to us. God wants us to take it. All we got to do is take it. And then we got to put in the work and stay committed to that work. So you guys, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you guys for joining me and listening and being a part of this small little study with me. Um, I did want to say in the newsletter, our quiet time corner for this month is actually on this scripture. And I do have some journal prompts associated with this. So if you check out the newsletter, you'll get the news, the journal prompts as well. Um, and be able to dig a little deeper and figure out some more things for yourself. Again, I say thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to follow on all the socials, Hersel underscore XO on Instagram and then Hersel podcast on Facebook and my own personal Instagram, Camille Allison underscore. And I will see you guys in next week's episode. I'm praying for you guys as always. And I pray that this week's episode will reach the ears that need to hear it. Don't forget to share it if you feel someone else might be blessed by this as well. And I'll see you guys next week. I love y'all.